This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We got the sounds like that question of the week. Guys, Casey Marlowe's coming on soon. Casey Marlowe, he's the actual guy who does our cheer mixes from Sounds Like That. So he's actually going to come on soon, talk to us all about mixing music. So Casey, let's get you on the show ASAP Rocky. But Sounds Like That, question of the week, you guys already know, the best music producers in the game, they're the ones that give us our hot fire cheer music. So you want hot fire cheer music like us, soundslikethat.com, and let them know that the Let's Talk Cheer podcast sent you. B, hit us up with the question of the week. All right, here we go. So this person says, how do you handle handle disrespectful cheerleaders that speak rudely to you and when addressed they tell the parent it was the coach's fault and then the parent loses their mind back in the day parents would say your coach had an issue with you talk it through here we go i've been waiting for an excuse to tell this particular story like forever i've been waiting for an excuse to tell this particular story i haven't told it yet and i saw this question and was like i finally get to tell this story this is gonna be great But before I do that, guys, if you have a question that you want answered on the show, there's a link in the show notes. You go, it says like question, you know, submit your question of the week. Click on that, click on that link and we will answer your question. We try to get to all of them, but there are a lot of them. So have a good, interesting question and we'll, we'll get to it. So how do you deal with disrespectful athletes basically? And that parents are now backing the side of the children and not kind of coming on the side of the other adults in the room. So here's my story. And this question reminded me of this, or so I'm not even sure I'm actually going to answer the question, but at the end, it said like, you know, back in the day, parents would say, your coach had an issue with you. You you guys need to talk it through whatever right and I remember this specifically I was in the eighth grade I was playing football pop warner football and our parents would come to practice right everyone's parents would come to practice they'd bring out their lawn chairs and they'd sit and they'd watch practice and I remember this particular night my dad was out there watching practice I'm playing receiver at the time and I'm supposed to do a 10 yard out I go I run I do my my route I I don't remember if the the quarterback threw the ball to me or not but I specifically remember my coach saying Jason it's 10 yards and out and I remember I went I did and then (laughs) you know I talked back to my coach right and I remember my coach you know stepping forward to you know address me and then I remember my dad getting out of his chair and being like excuse me sir I'll handle this and he's like don't you ever talk back to your coach like that again right and that's all I needed right and I think that is a stark difference between parents today and parents back in the day right like I said something I talked back to my coach and my dad even let me or my dad even let my coach handle it like my dad said no you're not going to speak like that to an adult in your life like you're not going to talk back like I was not raised to talk back right and you know my dad got out of his chair and, you know, I remember just being like, man, my dad scolded me at practice is crazy. But believe that was the last time I ever did that. So and I, I just think that when we compare that to it's definitely not every parent, but when we compare that to parents today, it's more likely that the parent hops on the side of the athlete who did the wrong and then to make an excuse for 
their poor behavior. Oh, Jason's having a bad day. You know, that's why he talked back or, you know, he did do the 10 yards and out. I watched him do it. Right. Or whatever the case may be. Right. And so I think this particular coach is right in saying that there was another part in there where it said, you know, the, the athlete tells the parents that it was the coach's fault. And then the, the parent loses their mind. So there's a story I've told many times at American. I usually tell it during the parent meeting, but I don't like telling the same stories every single year. So be, there's a good chance you might not have ever heard this story, but there's a very good chance you have heard this story because I have told it several times, but I don't tell it every single year. <laughs> but here is, here's the story, which I do not believe I've told on the pod before. Back in the day, this is when I was cheering at SFA. We were walking down. We had to do this homecoming pep rally type thing. And it was like the dress rehearsal, like we were practicing for it. And so we'd actually do it on the football field, like at the stadium. And so we're walking down to the stadium and baby sights, also known as Michael Seitzer. Dude, shout out to Callie Seitzer. Callie, you need to come on the pod as well. We get Callie Seitzer on the pod. <laughs> I just over, I just skipped Michael Seitzer. Like, Michael, you're not coming on. Just Callie. I still talk to Callie all the time. But we're walking down and Michael Seitzer, aka Baby Seitz, is... He looks visibly upset. And so go, hey, man, are you all right? And he goes, no, I'm not all right. And so we just thought it was the funniest thing that he actually said that he was not all right. Because usually when you ask, usually when people are upset and you can tell they're upset, when you ask them if they're all right, they still say they're okay. Like, are you all right? Yeah, everything's fine, right? And so, but it just cracked us up that he actually said, no, I'm not all right. And so it was this inside joke for years between me and my roommates. And we would always say it to each other, hey, man, you all right? No, I'm not all right. And we would do it all the time. Anyway, years, 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 years later, I'm now married to Ashley. And she knows nothing of this inside joke. And Ashley looks at me one day. We're at our apartment. And she looks at me and she's like, hey, Jason, are you okay? And I go, no, I'm not okay. And she kind of looks at me like, and I kind of like, kind of chuckle to myself. And she's like, looking at me like, what's this guy talking about? And I go, well, you know. I just told myself an inside joke. You don't get the joke. All right, whatever. So I decided I don't want to laugh by myself. So I text Baby J, right? One of my old roommates. I text Baby J and I go, Ashley just asked me if I were. And then I come to a moral dilemma. The inside joke is, are you all right? That's what we've said for years. Are you all right? That was the actual phrase. However, in this particular situation... Ashley didn't ask me if I was all right. She asked me if I was okay. So now I'm in a moral dilemma with baby J. Should I keep my integrity and say, Noah, Ashley just asked me, are you okay? To which I replied, no, I'm not okay. Or should I tweak it up a little bit so I... So I make sure that he understands that I'm talking about the joke and just say, Ashley asked me if I was all right. No, I'm not all right, blah, blah, blah. And so as I'm stuck with this moral dilemma, I go, nope, I'm not risking it. He's going to know. He's, I'm going to make sure he knows what I'm talking about. So I write down, Ashley just asked me, are you all right? To which I applied, no, I'm not all right. Ha, 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 Right? And he texts back, ha, 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 blah, blah, right? And so that is that happens every single day. And it especially happens when athletes relay stories to their parents because they want to make sure that their parents Feel the same emotion that they feel or that they felt in that moment. Well, they'll just tweak a little bit here and there to make sure their families, right, their parents, their adults in their lives feel the same way that they felt in that moment. And we all know that we do that. There's old Dane Cook sketch where he, <laughs> he tells a story and then he has someone else retold a story. 
like a grandpa retold it or something like that. And he's like, I did not say that. Anyway, but it happens every single day. So I try to tell that story often to the families just to like have parents keep in mind. Are you looking for an overnight cheer camp this summer? Look no further than Dream Camps. Guys, I'm telling you, I've had lots of industry friends work as instructors at Dream Camps and have heard nothing but great things. With individual cheer camps available in both Oregon and Florida, Dream Camps is the perfect place for athletes to progress their skills in tumbling, jumping, stunting, and dance. And I can confirm this next part, but Dream Camps brings out some of the best instructors in the country to help athletes reach their full potential in a fun and supportive environment. Spaces are limited, so head on over to OregonDreamCamps.com and register today to secure your spot. Link in the show notes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I try to tell that story often to the families just to like have parents keep in mind that when their athlete comes home, you know, upset about something that don't necessarily take their word at 100%, you know, like you got to take it with a grain of salt. And before you take their word as the gospel, check in with the coach and ask for their understanding of the situation. So you can hear their version of the story. And a lot of the time, when you hear their version of the story, you go, oh, that makes a lot more sense that that's how a, an adult would interact with a with a child, right? Now, some adults interact very poorly with children. I totally understand that. And they say stuff they shouldn't say. But lots of times, the athletes are exaggerating the truth a little bit. And I see it with Joey. Like, Joey will say something like, Joey, me and Joey will be hanging out. And then Joey will say I did something, like, in earshot of Ashley. And I go, Ashley, that did not happen. Like, I have no idea. She just made that up, Ash. Right? And so... It, I see it happening with my soon-to-be three-year-old. Oh, shout out. It's about to be Father's Day, so I'm wearing my dad's shirt today. Let's go. But yeah, the last thing I'll say with, you know, rude, disrespectful cheerleaders. I read this in, what book was it? Above the Line, I believe. It was by Urban Meyer. And he said that every team is made up of these three tiers of athletes. That you have the top 10% who do everything exactly the way that you want them to do it. They are hard workers. They're focused. They're on time. They're respectful. They do everything. The coaches dream everything the way you want them to do it. Then you have the bottom 10% who are the coach's nightmare. And you know, they're exact opposite of the top 10%, right? They're lazy. They're disrespectful. They're, you know, just cancers on your team. And they, you know, they do everything wrong. And then you have the other 80% of kids who have, you know, sometimes they're hard workers. Sometimes they're not, but they, you know, they're just pretty average kids, not talking about skill wise, but they're just, you know, they're there. Right. And they kind of go with the flow of the team. Right. And so he said that your job as a coach is to try to get as many kids from that 80% to that top 10%. But he also mentioned, which is the point here that you just want to ignore that bottom 10% that that bottom 10%, they are not going to change. Or it's going to take far more energy to turn a bottom 10%er 
into an 80 percenter than it does to turn an 80 percenter into a top 10 percenter, right? So he said, so focus on your top 10 percent and then focus on getting your 80 percent kids, as many as those kids into your top 10 percent, right? And so, yeah, and I've done that and just go, man, they're not changing. They are who they are, and I'm just going to let them be who they are because they're not going to change. And I am literally wasting my breath even trying to correct or discipline these kids because nothing is getting through to them. So I'm going to focus on kids who want, there's a, a really good Bible quote. It's Proverbs 9, 8, which says, don't rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. If you rebuke, correct fools is what other versions of it says. If you try to correct fools, they're going to hate you for it. But when you correct people who are wise, they love you for it. Another really good quote. I love this. This is by the uh, the poet Jay-Z who said, a wise man said, don't argue with fools because from a distance, people can't tell who is who, right? There you go. You, I, I just tried not to argue with fools. I try not to waste my time arguing with foolish people because you're literally just talking to a brick wall. And from a distance, people can't tell who is who. That's why you that's why you'll never ever see me caught up in a Facebook battle. On Facebook, you gotta be kidding me. So you just won't see because from a distance, people can't tell who is who. But rebuke wise people and they'll love you. So that was my my three-step answer to the question of the week. Um, not sure if I actually answered their question, but I got to talk about some things. So <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a long answer. <laughs> They're always long answers. So anything you want to add on to that, B? No, I am like a very firm believer in there's three sides to every story, his, hers, and the truth. And you're not going to convince me otherwise just because you're an adult, you are telling the truth. And you're not going to convince me just because you are my child that you are telling the truth. Because as a parent and a household that my husband firmly like has told my daughters since they were born, we don't lie in this house. We don't lie in this house. They still have lied. But I also think... I don't know, like I'm just more of a parent that like gets my kid's side of the story. And, you know, if it's an issue with an adult, I get the adult side of the story. And then I gather what I feel to be true. I've kind of always said I want to raise decent human beings. I don't want to raise disrespectful members of society. And I think I've done a pretty good job of it like so far. But I also think it's hard for some children when they're like you are what you do, what you see. There's a saying like that or like basically saying like you your child's actions are what they are because of your actions. So I believe that nine times out of 10, you as a parent are not setting a good example for your child. You are probably disrespectful and rude in society and they see that and they think it's okay. So they show that. So I'm not saying my kids are perfect, but I mean, I would hope that most of the time they're not disrespectful and rude because I don't feel like I'm disrespectful and rude. But I think there's a balance between finding out, you know, I do think that you, you know, you should, if your kid is not in the wrong, you should definitely stick up for your kid because there's nobody that's going to protect their child or stick up for them more than you as yourself. But I also am not oblivious and blind to your child isn't always perfect, even though we think they are. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And I will say this adults, 100%. I think you should do, I agree with what you said. And that's what I do. You know, I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to this story. And then you go, okay, well, knowing what I know about 
people and human behaviors. It sounds like this is what happened. Yes. You know, it's not that the adult is 100% right, but you just go because adults stretch the truth yeah. or leave omit parts out of the the statement or whatever all the time. And you go, this is what seems like what happened. But yeah. But anyway, all right, before we get to a break, guys, July 8th, we have the coaches training. So you want more great wisdom like you just got just now? July 8th, coaches training. Sign up for it right now. Anyway, now. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.